Hi, you're listening to Ten Minute IS Paper. My name is Blair Wang. Today's paper is called "Digital First: The Ontological Reversal and New Challenges for Information Systems Research" by Richard L. Baskerville, Michael D. Myers, and Yongjing Yu. Published in MIS Quarterly in 2020. So, what actually is an information system? This isn't necessarily the easiest question to answer. I mean, certainly, if you've taken undergraduate studies in information systems, I'm sure you've been given a litany of different definitions. But these are not necessarily、um, mutually in agreement or necessarily straightforward either, because over the decades. As the world has moved on, so has our understanding of what an information system actually is, and this paper reflects many decades of change. It goes back to 1974、um, with the famous IS researcher Gordon Davis, one of the founders of the field of information systems, who defines an information system in a way that, to our modern ears, may seem like a, a fairly antiquated definition: an integrated man-machine system for providing information to support the operations, management, and decision-making functions in an organization. And he goes on about computer hardware and software, and and procedures, decision models, and a database. This is something that tries to represent an external reality. Now, the purpose of the information system is is to collect, capture information about the the real world out there, and to to model it inside this computer. To to quote Baskerville and the other authors here, putting it somewhat bluntly, and I really like this. Since Davis, however, the the IS world has changed considerably. Major parts of IT infrastructure have. Been recast as non-strategic, but must have, and and so on. Basically, it's been many decades now. The world has moved on. Computing has has vastly advanced, and the role of information systems in society is far more than just a server in the basement that tries to capture some representation of the real world. See, this paper is about the ontological reversal, and what that's referring to, well. I don't know if they actually define this in this paper, but ontology is how you model the different things in the world. And so, traditionally, we we think of the thing, the information system, as being representationalist. That that's an ontological perspective. But here we reverse that. We don't say necessarily that the the information system captures some representation of the world. Rather, it is creating the world. It's where reality happens. It's not just capturing some external reality. These days. Information systems is reality. See, this is a fairly philosophical point, so there's probably a bit more setup that we have to do to to make sense of this. Firstly, two concepts. The first thing we got to understand is digital objects. So, so what's a digital object? Well, in, in this particular paper, the way they define it is is that it's a thing. That exists only in the digital space. Basically, I'm of course paraphrasing a bit there,、uh, but it's it's defined by two properties: the non-materiality of digital objects and the computed nature of digital objects. Non-materiality meaning that it's not a physical thing.、Uh, it's it's really just a a long sequence of ones and zeros, at least until quantum computing comes around mainstream.、Uh, but for now, digital. Means a stream of bits, ones and zeros. Of course, that can take place in a physical medium, like like a like a hard drive. But the thing itself is the ones and zeros. The digital object is always ones and zeros, and it's always computed. And what this really is referring to is that every digital object is really just instructions for a computer. 
even like a picture or, or, or this podcast, um, it, it itself is instructions for how the colors on your screen should look, how the speakers or, or earphones that you're listening to this podcast, how they should vibrate. All digital objects are not material. They're all computed, meaning that they're all instructions for a computer somewhere. So the ontological reversal is this. Once upon a time, these digital objects capture some external reality. The example that the authors give is about like using a mapping app, like, like Google Maps. And um, when you're driving, if you're just using it to see your little blue dot on the map, that, that's a fairly traditional view of information systems. It, it's capturing the external reality of where you are. And as soon as you cease to be driving, the little blue dot in Google Maps also ceases to move. But now let's think about using Google Maps to navigate, or even better, using some software like that in an autonomous vehicle, a self-driving car, basically. That's an ontological reversal, because here it's no longer like, well, if I stop driving, then the blue dot disappears. Here it's, if the blue dot disappears, the driving ain't gonna happen anymore. Because yes, there is still that capturing of external data about the external reality, but the point of capturing all that data is to build digital objects in some simulation somewhere and the car in the simulation continues to drive so then the self-driving car continues to drive and if the simulation stops your self-driving car isn't going to be so self-driving anymore that there is the ontological reversal the real world being shaped by these information systems not just being captured but actually being shaped So what are the implications of this ontological reversal? Well, the authors basically have a list of five implications on table one. Now, these are all really interesting, but I'm going to go through just three of them for, for the sake of brevity. I'll go through the first, the third, and the fifth. So the first one is we used to think of IS in terms of information and users. And, and let's just scrap that because moving forward, it's about computed human experiences. You know, this, it's always kind of odd how we think of people in IS as users. Uh, there's a famous saying from The Social Dilemma, the new movie on Netflix. There's only uh, one other place in society where we refer to people as users, and that's it's with drug use. Um, so it probably makes more sense to think of IS in terms of the human experiences that are created, that the actual lived experience of interacting with information systems is a lot more relevant than thinking of a person as just a user, just an entity that either provides data into or receives data from the system. Okay, point number three, we used to think of IS in terms of individual, organizational, and firm levels. And moving forward, let's scrap that because it makes a lot more sense to think of platforms and ecosystems. I mean, part of that is just reflecting the fact that that's how business models these days tend to work. The example that the authors give is Amadeus, a computer reservation system, basically a booking system for airlines, hotels, car rental companies, and travel agencies. And the fact of the matter is many of us have probably been an individual uh, connected with the Amadeus system because we've kind of interacted with it, but we didn't realize that we were doing so because we've interacted with some endpoint that's associated with this ecosystem. Amadeus is really just a platform on which many other things are built. Okay, point number five, efficiency and effectiveness is how we used to think of IS and basically how we used to think of business. Um, and, and moving forward, it probably makes a lot of sense to, to yes, still like appreciate efficiency and effectiveness, 
But to really background that and, and foreground the issue of human values, because we can keep training our machines to improve efficiency and effectiveness, but the, the question starts to be what actually aligns best with the human values that are at play in the world. And you know, there's all the stories about whether or not we really should trust AI to handle all the decision-making in the world. There's questions around human working conditions. There's questions around moral and ethical dilemmas, like for example, the self-driving car trolley problem and the MIT moral machine. And that's an entire space in itself. And the authors here of this paper allude to that by saying it's because of this ontological reversal that we can't just think of IS in terms of information and users and individuals and organizations and firms and efficiency and effectiveness, because IS is no longer just capturing the situation in the world. It's an actor. It's a player in the game. And the paper concludes with this, and I love this, basically, given all these issues, and I quote, do IS scholars have an obligation to become more active in informing public debate about the digital transformation of our world? We think so. This has been an episode of 10 Minute IS Paper. Thanks for listening. The music on this podcast is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod and generously licensed under Creative Commons. You can find out more about this podcast at www.tmisp.org and you can reach out to me, Blair Wang, at www.blair.wang.com.